Hi there, my name is Sarah Wendy, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast. I'm an energy healer, mentor, and coach, helping people create more authenticity and intimacy in their lives so as to reach lasting well-being and build meaningful, aligned relationships. I will be connecting with people or similar interests in the show and hope you will find lots of value in it. Thanks for listening. In this episode, I connect to the love oracle Alba Barrett. She spoke to me from Spain where she recently moved from Ireland, realizing a lifelong dream. Alba talks about masculine and feminine dynamics, including heroes gamos, the inner sacred marriage, and how these affect our outer relationships. Alba also talks about the king energy, twin flames, and gives us some helpful, practical tips we can apply immediately to help bring the relationship that we want into our lives. For more of her medicine, check her out on social media and on her website, www.albabarra.com. Hello, Alba. How are you today? <laughs> Hi, Zara. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for, for inviting me to this conversation. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, so you are the love oracle. I just love that title. <laughs> and calling us from, um, from Spain. Where are you located in Spain now? So I'm currently calling you from Javia. It's a, a beachside uh, city uh, near Alicante, southeastern yeah. Spain. Sounds amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so um, first of all, I'm curious about how you got the Love Oracle name. I love that name. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I guess because my because my work really does combine like it's not straight coaching. Um, I do incorporate coaching uh, with mentorship, and also I do a lot of energy work as well. So um, I guess the oracle term um, kind of encompassed <laughs> all of that wisdom into one one title um and i do people always do say to me uh that i have i i have a, a kind of a wisdom about me i have a more of a mature feminine um essence you know i, I don't have this like playful maiden yeah. type uh, energy as much i but i i am more of the like the oracle or the sage type energy so that, that the love sage didn't sound as good, so I went with the love origin. <laughs> so when I think of Oracle, I also think of like uh, insight into the future. Does that play into your work? Yes, yes. So and thank you for bringing that up. So for me, the future of the way things are moving in, in consciousness and also like specifically, it really relates to relationships. And specifically, I suppose in my work, where I'm mainly working with women and women who are interested in meeting men. So, but that doesn't mean that this can't apply to anyone of any kind of orientation as well. Um, but for me, the future of consciousness is less about like, it's about moving beyond our separation or our kind of um, traumas or woundings that have made us um, maybe like in spiritual communities you can see that there's a huge movement towards the rising of the divine feminine right which is yeah. amazing yeah. but we don't want to leave the men behind right yeah. we don't want to leave the divine masculine out of the picture so for me the future if you're speaking of like where things are moving the future is into the space of heroes gamos where the 
divine feminine and the divine masculine are both going to merge in terms of taking their space and their throne and there isn't one above the other so we're we're definitely moving away from any patriarchal structures but we're also we're not going to replace that with a feminine only paradigm there's got to be an integration of both so for me that incorporates my work a lot but also the way things are moving like lots of people in the space are speaking about this currently and I think you do as well contribute to that conversation (laughs) I find it um, fascinating and just um, very powerful and timely as you mentioned Um, everyone's going we're all collectively going through this this shift and um, for those of us who can navigate it with guidance and uh, community to support it's it's all the more powerful and potent so um, yeah we're lucky to have people like you um, around to to guide us so I I actually just uh, just about finished reading one of your uh, resources on your website about how to attract your soulmate and I found it really really interesting full of valuable information can you tell the audience a little bit about that um that product that you're offering yeah 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 so i do have that as a resource on my site uh and it's a free download so anyone can go go to my site uh which you know we can leave details in the show notes but um yeah so i i guess what i was trying to maybe uh, you know help women with that resource was it, it was kind of when I when I first decided that I was going to fully dive into like the love or the relationship space, uh, I I realized the extent to which uh, women or many women feel very powerless in terms of their relationship life or in terms of attracting the right partner, attracting a soulmate seems like such a like it just seems like such a difficult proposition in today's world. And lots of women do complain about like, there's no good men out there. And this dating scene is so difficult. And it's, there's so much, um, you know, toxic relation relating and, you know, lots of emotionally unavailable people. And there's lots of, we know this narrative inside out, right? About how scarce and lack based and how victim-based people view their their relationships or their ability to have the love that they desire. And I wanted to just kind of distill it into sort of five, five shifts or five steps you can move through uh, in order to like take your power back in that space because we don't realize how much uh, power and influence we actually have uh, over well, every area of our lives, but like specifically relationships. And oftentimes uh, one piece that I go into very strongly in that um, book in the beginning is how much of our our shadow comes into play. Because any area in our life that we struggle with, it's where we have the heaviest amount of shadow, the heaviest amount of like unconscious, illusory like beliefs around this situation, which normally is coming from trauma from our childhood maybe but this is why and I like to kind of give the analogy of like if you have areas in your life where things go really easily like mm-hmm. maybe you're always really easily uh, successful in business right uh, you don't have a lot of shadow around business exactly 
But if you struggle with your relationships, you're carrying a lot of shadow uh, beliefs in that area. So it's really, really important to recognize that that is within our own power to shift that. That is, that is actually internal to us. It's not, it may seem that the reality out there is so lack-based and such scarcity and men are so awful. It may seem that way, but we don't realize how much when we shift our internal space, like how much that will influence the external uh, reality as well. And that's not to say that, you know, there are not toxic men out there. Like I do also speak about having, having good standards and having good boundaries and having good discernment as well. So yeah, I, I, I felt like I wanted to give people a, a practical set of tools that they could move, move through even just as a free resource. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, if there's anything that jumped out at you that you'd like to ask about, I'd be happy to go into that actually um i'd love to know a little bit about your personal journey and how you were able to come to these conclusions and to this work in particular i think you were more on a, a life coach or business coach before going into relationships if i'm not mistaken yes yeah so exactly yeah so uh i guess i i've been an entrepreneur since uh, I left corporate in 2011 and I started my first business, which was not anything related to coaching. I, I started a brick and mortar. It was a, a, a retail uh, shop in Dublin city center. And uh, that, that was very successful for me. And I really loved business and entrepreneurship. It's just something that I, you know, I'm, I'm always kind of joke that I'm unemployable, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> even though that sounds like a, a negative thing I actually feel for a lot of us we need to own the fact that you know I'm not I'm not a good employee I'm yeah. better off being oh, I, I being in my own sovereignty in my own autonomy and in, in I can relate <laughs> yes yes some of us we just need to own that um and and I was in that space and uh I yeah I I guess around 2017 I, I decided to uh, move into coaching and just because of my business background it made sense that I would be a business coach but it didn't really for some reason it didn't it wasn't really what lights me up or whatever it's like yeah. I enjoy business but I don't really enjoy teaching about business right uh, and yeah, I guess in my personal life, I realized that like relationships for me, on one side, they've always, I, I've, I've not struggled with men, but I have found, um, I, I always found it like really deeply, like fascinating to me, um, girlfriends or other women and, you know, that I've met through, through coaching uh, that I would that I would help out and stuff like that, and I would it would always I would always find it so fascinating the the struggles or the shadows that they would buy into around around men and being worthy of 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 the relationship that they desired or being worthy of certain treatment or being unwilling to sort of state certain needs or state certain boundaries and and I've always really been super interested in in psychology and I've always loved uh you know i've always been fascinating with finding the root cause of things and uh i guess for me personally 
that kind of took me on a bit of a journey in myself in my life where I realized in my personal life in my uh, relationship with my with my son's father broke down uh, a number of years ago like two years ago and it, it kind of made me really face up to my own my own stuff and and I thought, you know what, I, w- I would just want to create the resource that I would have wanted to read yeah. that I didn't find that was there. So, so that's, and, and I have not looked back because I, I would actually speak about this stuff all day. It's yeah. not like where the business stuff for me was, was quite like a chore. This mm-hmm. is something I would just, <laughs> you know, talk about over coffee. Like it's, it's so fascinating to me. So, yeah. Yeah, oh, I love that. Um, so you mentioned the term um, Pieris Gamos, and I'm just wondering if maybe some people are not familiar with that term. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So, so Pieris Gamos is what what is referred to as the the sacred union between the masculine and the divine masculine and the divine feminine, and a lot of a lot of teachings out there, or a lot of uh, people out there in the space, spiritual community might be uh, under the impression that that refers to the meeting of like a man and a woman, like in terms of like almost this rebranding of the twin flame kind of concept, right? But it's not that. Kyrus Gamos is the divine union of the sacred feminine, the sacred masculine that are energies that we hold within ourselves. So, and it's, it's in union with the divine, with God. So, and, and a lot of people hear God and have uh, a certain resistance or triggering to that word because there is an association to organized religion. And a lot of people in spiritual communities have left religion. Um, I personally, for my own reasons, I, I came from an atheist family. So God was definitely not something that was, you know, welcome or spoken about. Um, and so I understand that it's a loaded term for, yeah. for people. But what we're actually referring to is the creator energy of the, of the universe. And there's nothing more uh, dogmatic than that. Uh, so, so try and just remove any of your own resistances <laughs> when I'm speaking about that. Um, so the sacred union of the masculine and the feminine is about a union of uh, our internal masculine and feminine. And for a lot of, women in spiritual communities we've had such a deep focus on our feminine work that we have not cultivated our relationship to the masculine the divine masculine so here's gamas for for women usually involves cultivating a relationship to to god to the masculine divine masculine uh, energy of the universe so the way that i like to uh, see it is like that the the feminine in us is the feminine in us is the part of us that has has desires mm-hmm. has um things that she wants to create right mm-hmm. and the masculine is like the provider energy of the universe it's like this is the the energy that wants to provide provide protect <clears throat> and you know serve in that sense so when we raise up our inner masculine and we start to cultivate our devotional relationship, uh, amazing things start to happen in our lives. And we actually come into contact with our own power in a big way as well. Uh, our power to create. 
And so that for me is what Heroes Gamut looks like internally. Externally, then when you've done that internally, you begin to attract a completely new caliber of man into your life, whether it's a relationship wise, but I've seen this shift in all men in my life. Like I see the king energy in my father now. I see it in my brother. I see it in my son, you know, this little prince and like, that's, and even in strangers. And the beautiful, absolutely. And, And even that's a huge part of this process that when you make this shift internally, you begin to see the divinity of the masculine everywhere. And that is a huge healing experience. Uh, and I see it in my clients all the time. They, they, I don't really push the process. It's just as they move through it, they come to their own conclusions. And I've, I was posting around it the other day. It's like around halfway through the program, they always come to me and go, oh my God, like I just see the ways in which I was so dismissive of the masculine, of masculine yes. energy. I was just like, I had... I had just misunderstood completely. Yeah. And now I can see this beautiful, uh, benevolent, benevolent energy in the men in, in, in my life. Uh, so yeah, that's, that for me is the kind of internal experience of Heroes Gamas and the external uh, kind of result of that. <clears throat> wow, beautiful. So um, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, that specific container uh, that you, you talked about, like you said, halfway through um, your clients have this shift. So um, can you talk a bit about your process and the results they can expect? Yeah, yeah. So, so with the process, as I say, there is, we move through, we do, we do always start off with the shadow work. I always feel like that's really important because oftentimes we don't realize to which extent we're creating from a wounded space. So um, attraction <clears throat> attraction is an unconscious process that's really important for people to recognize. We think we're just attracted to people as we're just chemistry or whatever. And that, that may be true, um, but what creates that certain kind of draw or polarity is our internal... Um, so our internal shadow uh, belief system. So it's our unconscious mind that creates that attraction. And that's why sometimes you might think, oh, I should be attracted to this person. They're good looking, yeah. they're successful, they have everything, but I'm not. So yeah. w- what's going on yeah. here? <laughs> um, so I always move through that because when we become conscious of what it is that we're like from what space we're creating is it from a wounded space maybe it is then we need to move through that so that we can create higher relationship timelines uh so that's a really important kind of foundational thing to 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 deal with but from the beginning i give my clients a a a practice or a ritual to do where it's daily and it's uh and i don't know if you've experienced the inner masculine alchemy yes but that's a process from my, from my mentor that I give to my clients from the beginning. And it's a daily practice. And this is an alchemical, energetic uh, practice that when you do it daily, it starts to heal and integrate your masculine, your structural aspect of your consciousness starts to raise up. And 
it's really about the feminine handing over all of the pain that she's carrying, all of the responsibility, everything that she's being burdened with, she's yeah. handing it over to her masculine. And this alchemical process, what it does is it, it begins to create this internal shift where you now can allow for trust yeah. with the masculine to come in. You can recognize the ways in which the masculine is trying to support, protect and provide and serve and be there for you. Yeah. Um, you know, you can recognize that it's not you as a woman trying to handle everything and versus the world because yeah. a lot of women myself included yeah. we've been raised to be so self-sufficient and so yeah. independent yeah. and that's that can be a painful space to occupy when you feel like you're alone in the world and you have so much to carry yeah. so like it's a big healing alchemical energetic process and that's yeah. why as much as I coach my clients, we don't necessarily, I don't necessarily need to tell them this is how it's going to go. It just happens. happens. It's magical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, for me, for me, that is, that is usually the point at which halfway through the process, they come to me with these big, this, this deep humbling experience yeah. where they're like, breakthrough. wow, breakthrough. a breakthrough. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> I was so sure that like, men were wrong I was so sure it's a shock and now it's a shocker it's a shock <laughs> it's like all your life you've been carrying this and then it's like oh <laughs> it's wow really it's shocking crazy. it's crazy I and um so, it's it's actually quite uh quite life-shattering like um, a lot a lot's been built on this false belief right um yeah so um, it's a complete identity identity crisis almost uh, sometimes. Uh, it just makes you re, reaffirm everything, like just read it, re like reconsider everything and yeah. redefine everything. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, powerful process, absolutely. Um, Alba, can you talk a little bit? You mentioned very briefly about uh, twin flames, and I know you know you, you talk also about soulmates. So there's a lot of talk again, in the spiritual community about twin flames and versus uh, soulmate versus your scamo. So how, how is your take? What is your take on, on these different terms and, and how it works, like the dynamics and, and so on? Yeah, I, I do have a little bit to offer about the twin flames situation. So I, I did not go deep into a twin flame experience myself, but I did have a little bit of a, a light experience with it and something about me maybe it's my like wisdom or whatever pulled me back and said no 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 do no. not go <laughs> red flag <laughs> red flag red flag so so what yeah and and listen this is not and this can be triggering for people because if you're in a twin flame dynamic it, it really like this experience, and I've had very close friends that I've coached through and helped with that experience. And I've seen the devastation and like this just energetic, like breakdown that happens. Yep. Yep. Oh, and, and, <clears throat> and I mildly experienced it, but yeah. I, something in me said, your God will not give you something so incomplete. Like that's not a real yeah. thing interesting and because because 
a lot of the function or, or a kind of commonality with the twin flame dynamic is this like oftentimes they might be in another relationship they might be even married they might have the person it, one aspect is the runner and the other aspect is the chaser right and that's not a healthy relationship abusive. yeah i was gonna say toxic yeah, right toxic, and it's yeah. there's a there's a it's like what the way i want to what i want to offer is that if you find yourself in this type of dynamic where you're literally it's it's causing collapse of your whole being and your system and this person is like your spiritual life force practically it's like they're your food and when they're not there you're like in crisis something has something has gone wrong in that particular template um because what happens is for a lot of people that experience the twin flame dynamic is that what we're actually seeking is a, a relationship to God, to the divine. That's what we're, we're craving union with our own inner masculine. And what happens is because we're craving that, we believe that the twin flame, the male, is our source for our masculine. He's our food. Oh, the he's external. Giving, okay, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So he's, he's filling that, that void. And what what happens for a lot of women in the twin flame is that when you meet the man that activates you to drop into your feminine, that's such a pleasurable place to be that we feel like it's him that gives me that. So it becomes addictive, no? It becomes addictive because it's yeah. he's he's created a spiritual awakening in you or an activation in you. Mm. That may not have even been intentional, but it just did. Yeah. And and it, it allows you to shed this like masculine shell and suddenly you're in your feminine and you feel this amazing like receptivity and you feel this connection and it feels like so life changing, you know. And what we need to realize is that a deep healing, and this is why Heroes Gamas is completely different. Yeah. When you're raising this internal union. Yeah. You don't feel like you, you want to just collapse at some man's door anymore. Yeah. You know, you, you've you've completed this this void inside yourself Internally. and you've you've healed the template in a way that you can now relate as this whole being. Uh so That's a so I want to offer that the what you're craving is internal. It's not an external thing. Um, even though relationships can be beautiful, it, it's not about yeah. this person is my God. This yeah. person is my source. This person is what makes me feel yeah. in my feminine. It's like we can actually shift that internally. And yeah. a lot of a lot of women heal from the twin flame um, dynamic when they move through this inner masculine work. Yeah. Wow, that's um, actually, I've never heard that explanation of Twin Flame, and it just makes so much sense. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, it's, it sounds like it's seeking the, that external bliss you get from polarization uh, outside rather than yeah. within. So when we shift it inside, it's um, definitely it's more empowering, and there's less likely to be the, the lack of reciprocity or, or long-term commitment that can happen yeah. externally. And there's the sovereignty piece as well, because it's like, it's our energy. And it's like, just as this, so you may receive the activation from the twin flame, the, say the masculine side of the pole. 
shifts you into this feminine space that you've been longing for, right? Yeah. Uh, your spirit has been longing to be in that space more. Yeah. So when you experience it, you don't want to go back. Yeah. And that's a, and that's a that's a fair you know shift to want to make. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But we're sovereign. We're sovereign in that power in that energy, and we can we can cultivate that without it being sourced with this person yeah. who maybe yeah. is not healthy for you. Yeah. Exactly. So so that's the shift. Sense, just yeah. to take back your power. Yeah, I love that. Um again, I'm I'm like you. I was never uh drawn to exploring that aspect uh for myself, but it's just like in the community there's so much talk of it and personally in my in my own community and I would say it 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 often borders into um, you know obsession which is yeah it's just not healthy it's it it doesn't look like anything I would wish for anyone actually so um so that's interesting and then so so can you talk about soulmate as opposed to to twin flame what what defines a soulmate yeah and i i guess for me for me i have my own definition because okay. i know there's so many definitions yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like okay <laughs> this and yeah, yeah, is that. Yeah. And uh-huh. for me i'm talking about a soul a deep soul connection so you all know that type of experience where there are different types of relationships like some of us may have had a more practical type relationship where it was like, oh, we had similar values right. and we were at a similar life stage and we wanted the same things. But maybe there wasn't that deep resonance of like a soul deep like connection. For me, what I like to describe the soulmate experience is like that it's a very deep connection on all levels. There's like an emotional, deep emotional resonance. There's a spiritual uh, connection. Uh, sexual is often very intense as well. Um, in, intellectual, like physical, it's it's like this person is really, they're a good fit and there's like this, okay. there is this depth to the connection that is, <clears throat> can also, sometimes people can think it's the twin flame because of the intensity of it, but mm-hmm. for me, the soulmate is not, doesn't display any of the kind of toxicity of that is common with the twin flame dynamic of the someone trying to run away and the other trying to chase. And the soulmate is a more grounded experience. Oh, I like that word. Uh, so that's the way I like to describe yeah, it. For me, I it's like a meeting <laughs> just, on all just levels. Hearing you talk about it is is grounding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Wow. Um, so I would love for you to share any um advice or tips for uh, the women out there who haven't started this journey of reconnecting um, to their inner masculine, Uh, the women out there who are feeling deeply disconnected or um, fearful to to return to their mass, to their feminine side, um, because they've had to take on such a masculine, you know, shell to be in the workplace, to, to, to have um, high responsibility positions, perhaps. So, and, and then they're feeling that, that disconnect in the body, right? So, so what's a good place for them to start or a good practice or so that they can start trusting in their femininity again? <laughs> Do you have any advice for these, yeah. these women? Yeah, and, and I, I do, absolutely. So, 
So what I would offer to women who find themselves in that space where it's like you've had to take on this like hyper, <clears throat> shall we say, you know, this masculinized yeah, shell, which is where like for me, yeah, for me, it's like where you've had to really um, shift into this like super like tough kind of exterior, right? Yeah. And very action oriented and very goal oriented and it's go, go, go. And it's pushing yourself to the edge all the time. And, yeah. um, and it can feel very energetically depleting for, for a feminine person for yeah. we're mostly feminine essence and this is not about dresses and bows and yeah. things even though I am wearing a bow oh you right look now. very cute <laughs> um uh, the old me would never have worn something like this ah. but, um, <laughs> yeah. but that's not what this is about it's actually yeah. about like you know the the feminine is about uh, for me for me it's about reconnecting back and dropping back back down into your body and often the the masculine shell that we speak of is when we've been conditioned into a very mind-based logic-based operation in in all aspects and we've just completely disconnected from our bodies actually and oftentimes um you know women will will find that when they begin the feminine journey that like going into the body, it's like, whoa, there's so much emotion held here. There's so much trauma. There's so much stuff to move through. And it feels so like wild, but it, it is important to move through that stuff. But what I would say is it's really important, I think, for, for women, a couple of things you can do. So first, first I would say that I, I would want you to really sort of dig into Dig into your own, and, and I will have a, a new resource available on my site soon, uh, which will be there all the time, so they can access it at any time, a free resource. But uh, I, I would invite you to really dig into your own belief systems about what you think masculine is and what you think feminine is. And, and I would like you to journal about that, just to get clarity about where you stand on things without judgment or anything. Because sometimes simply the awareness can be really huge for you to shift and go, wow, I didn't believe, I, I didn't think I thought that, you know. Yeah. Um, like, for example, I, I didn't hate men, but I thought men were like unnecessary. Just, <laughs> you know, fine. <laughs> you know, like. I know. <laughs> kind of, I'll do it better myself. So, you know, Absolutely. just <laughs> this kind of, uh, which a lot of us, powerful women have a little bit of that like sense of oh well you know I'll do it better so that's fine <laughs> so yeah. I had to come down out of that yeah you know? um totally. but I would totally. also suggest that women really um if you don't have a lot of healthy masculine influence in your life I would suggest that even if it's like a mentor healer someone like a teacher and someone that feels like benevolent safe uh, masculine energy um, it's yeah, good perfect. to I think bring that more into your life not not even as a partner just safe yeah. benevolent masculine Ew. energy some a lot yeah. of women like don't that. have like that, that. Yeah. so try and try and find ways oh, that you can bring that, that in that. yeah and and also I would say find ways to reconnect to your own to your own pleasure to your own body yeah. And give yourself space for that. Yeah. And what can be helpful is to really like give yourself 
almost a transition uh, ritual. So if you have to be very directional and logical for your job, yeah. have some kind of a transition ritual that you do when you get home. Oh, Sometimes that it. might be like, yeah, like you might, you might have candles that you like, maybe like certain smells connect you to your okay. body again. Um, or even like um, a, when you're a bathing ritual, like you can make your shower a, 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 like I'm going to shift from my <laughs> my masculine to my feminine yeah. under the shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. Because ritualizing is very, very important. Uh, um, sometimes we think things need to be really complicated and like, you know, there needs to be this big, you know, complex, you know, answer that I'm going to tell you that's going to shift everything. Sometimes just ritualizing something, yeah. your brain and your being starts to actually shift automatically. You're probably getting to your apartment door and you're already feeling the shift because you've ritualized it so much that you're, it's like, you know, if you're, if you've ever heard of like the Pavlov's dogs, like the yeah. Pavlovian response is like, yeah. you're expecting this shift to come. So you start to automatically expect it and you start to shift already. So creating a pleasure, pleasureful okay. transition where you're shifting into your body and your pleasure space again will really help. One of the practices that, that I use and that I teach is, um, is actually cacao ceremony. So it is a form of a ritual and it combines, you know, um, the soothing, the magnesium from the cacao plus the ritualistic kind of like I put Reiki in my cacao and then I'm also having the pleasure of, you know, if it's a, if it's yummy and, and um, it's also feminine energy, mm. like heart opening. So, so that's one of the things that I like to use um, in my practice. That's wonderful. I would love to learn more about a cacao ceremony. I've oh, never done yeah, that. Oh yeah, actually I joined, join you. it's funny because um, I jo uh, there's a, a lady in Dublin who actually I joined mm. online once. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll connect you to her. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's something I really love to do. Bringing, bringing the sacred back into our lives in small ways makes, makes it beautiful and magical. Definitely, I agree. Great. So many helpful tips there, uh, Alba. Um, where can people find you now if they want to work with you, um, go deeper, get your resources? So if, if you want to uh, go to my website, it's uh, www.albabarrett.com. And you can, also, uh, you can also find me on Facebook. Uh, so yeah, and just, you know, private message me or, or, you know, just join, join on my website and you can actually book a free, free session, uh, just to connect if you wanted to actually work with me or, or discuss what would be best for your needs. Uh, we can do that. So yeah, albabarrett.com. Wonderful. Uh, thank you so much again, Alba, for your time. And, um, I know I, I will be seeing you um, in cyberspace <laughs> since I Absolutely. do follow you. Thank you, Zara. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to contact me through my website, www.zarawindy.com, for questions or comments or even inquiries about my one-on-one -on -one coaching services and mentorship. I will personally reply to you. See you next week.